You are listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. Awaken Church is a diverse community of authentic love and hope where you can belong as you change and change as you follow Jesus. Seven days since the parade and everything changed. From throwing praise to throwing shade, everything's been rearranged. Hearts unbroken, wise words spoken, love none can resist. This one chosen, now a token, miracles cease to exist. Bring us to the upper room and wash us till we're clean. An act of love in the midst of doom, betrayal sets the scene. Make a toast and lift it up, go quickly into the night. Pour the fruit, redemption's cup, and broken bread of life. Hearts harden, lead to the garden. Here we'll bow and pray. Kiss on the cheek and beg for pardon. Betrayal has its day. There's no mistaking love was taken. Grace and truth on trial. Terror, fear, now hearts breaking with words of deep denial. It was love they tossed up on the cross. Body broken in defeat. In despair we cried, he's crucified, hung from his hands and feet cold dark cave became a grave depression stole all hope no words to say no words to say there is no way to cope but light's not dark and love's not dead the wind changes direction new hope fills the heart and head this is resurrection (laughs) where does hope come from where does hope come from? Happy Easter, happy resurrection. And hope is our theme. And, 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 and as we seek to find ways to counter the pandemic of hopelessness that we're in, we've been discovering that, that love is the answer. And so we're in 1 John chapter 5. We've been on this journey for a month or so in this ancient letter found in the New Testament called 1 John, and we've been going through week by week, chapter by chapter, and here we are on Resurrection Day, Resurrection Sunday, and we're on chapter 5 of 1 John. Now, John, who wrote this, was a disciple, a close friend of Jesus, uh, and, and he writes to some Christians who are living in some very confusing times for them, very strange times, very hard times, in, in a culture of conflicting messages about what it means to be a follower of Jesus, messages that were uh, not just conflicting and confusing, but, but downright uh, per, you know, there was even persecution taking place here. And the encouragement here is to hold on to hope, and may we find this same hope. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has become a child of God. And everyone who loves the Father loves his children too. And we know he loves God's children if we love God and obey his commandments. Loving God means keeping his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. For every child of God defeats this evil world, and we achieve this victory through our faith. And who can win this battle against the world? Only those who believe that Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus Christ was revealed as God's Son by His baptism in water and by shedding His blood on the cross. Not by water only, but by water and blood. And the Spirit, who is truth, confirms it with His testimony. So we have these three witnesses, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and all three agree. Since we believe human testimony, surely we can believe the greater testimony that comes from God. And God has testified about His Son. All who believe in the Son of God know in their hearts that this testimony is true. Those who don't believe, who don't believe this are actually calling God a liar because they don't believe what God has testified about His Son. And this is what God has testified. He has given us eternal life. 
And, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life, and whoever does not have God's Son does not have life. We'll pause there at verse 12 and pick up the conclusion in just a moment. But here's our big idea for this message today. Hope is more than a feeling. Hope is the presence of love. Hope is more than another feeling or another emotion. Hope is the very presence of love. Hope is birthed from belief. Hope it's it's birthed from belief. It's like uh, uh, it's like you know it. it, it, it for me trying to get you to believe something is like me trying to like find in the Bible where like and share means God will bless you. You got those things, right? It's like, if you really believe this, God will bless you. If you really share this, if you pass on this, I used to get it in emails too. pass along this email and God will bless you. And now we get them on, on the social media. It was like, if you like and share this meme, God will bless you. <laughs> what do you believe? <laughs> Why should someone believe in Jesus? I mean, are there good reasons? Well, John says, hey, remember, you can know the truth and you do have a spirituality that works. He's talking about belief. They, they, were, they were really doubting themselves because of all this disunity and false teachings about Jesus they had experienced. And John says, the proof of your salvation is that you believe in Jesus Messiah. And as we've discussed a couple of weeks ago in 1 John 2, 23, he said, Whoever denies the Son does not have the Father, and the one who confesses the Son has the Father also. Here's where we need to draw a distinction between living in Jesus and believing about Jesus. You see, there's a difference. Living in Jesus and and believing about Jesus. So according to a a news poll, an ABC news poll from a couple of years ago, 83% of Christians consider, uh, of Americans consider themselves Christian. I think that's probably changed. I know there's a recent study coming out that says uh, less less than half of Christians now uh, attend church. Um, They may still consider themselves Christian. Uh, And this is is a, a, a different idea. It's interesting to compare that. Now, now Barna the, uh, did a, a survey. This is a, a survey group. They did a survey uh, uh, back a, bit, uh, a while back. It says 53% of adults believe that doing enough good deeds earn them a place in heaven. So we have a lot of things here about what people believe. Say, I believe I'm a Christian, and I believe good deeds earns me a, a place in heaven. And it certainly appears there's a big difference in believing in Jesus and believing things about him. Because attempting to earn your salvation, it's a symptom of trusting yourself and not trusting in the grace and the truth of God. The grace and the truth of God says you you don't earn it. You can't earn it. You don't don't have to work so hard for it. You don't have to keep striving for this. To believe in, in someone is to trust them. And it is in trusting in the grace and the truth of God that I, that I begin to have hope. So hope is birthed from belief. And, and hope is expressed in love. How is, how is hope expressed? It's expressed in, in love. You know, I had, my, I had a birthday about a month ago, and uh, my kids all gave me gifts, and they all were very thoughtful gifts. And I just, the one that really kind of stuck out to me was this, this uh, action figure, this like 16 inch tall 
Batman <laughs> that my son Niall gave me. And this Batman, I, again, he knows I like Batman. He knows that I'm a fan of Batman. I've got movies. I've got comics. I've got, I've got other Batman action figures, right? And so my wife tells me, Shelly says that they went shopping. And when they went down this aisle, Niall had like already had in his mind, he'd already seen this at some point of being in the store. He knew what where it was at. When he got in the aisle, he looked up and said, I'm getting dad that Batman. And they looked at all kinds of other things in the store, and he was adamant, I'm getting dad that Batman. He's And, and for Niall, this was an expression of his love. He knew something about me, and that's how he wanted to express his love to me. How do you express love? John says that you can't separate the love you have for God from having love for people. Specifically, John says, hey, if you love God, you will love his children. You can't separate how you feel about God and how you feel about those God created. Get it? You can't separate how you feel about God and how you feel about those God created. Our love for each other is supposed to look like God's love for us. That means it should be personal, sacrificial, and intimate. God's love for us is personal. It's, it's, he, he loves you like you are. He loves you as a person. He, it's, a, it's a personal thing. We talk about having a personal relationship with Jesus Christ because it is a personal thing, our love with God. But doesn't mean it's, it's, it's uh, uh, something that, that's just private, but it's personal. It's sacrificial. It means it gives itself up for others. It's intimate. Like it, God just really knows you. His love is like He just knows you intimately. This is... What God's love is is for us, and we should love others. We are to love others the same way. The realization this brings to me is that my love for God is so intertwined with my love for people that, as John says, when I love people, I am loving God and obeying Him. So many people get hung up on obeying on this obeying God thing, and what they don't realize is that the commandments Jesus calls us to obey are all about loving God and loving people. John says your salvation is to be expressed in your love. And obeying God's commands expresses your love for God. He says anyone who says they know God but but do not live his commandments are liars. But for anyone who obeys the word of God, God is made complete in them. How cool is that? God can be made complete in me? (laughs) Look how John put it earlier in his letter. Uh, he says you should you should love as God loves. It would be a sad thing to say that we're following Jesus and never did what he did, never walk as he did, never never move towards those he moves towards. Brendan Manning, a, a, an author from a, a while back, said uh, the greatest cause of atheism in the world today is Christians who acknowledge Jesus with their lips and walk out the door and deny him by their lifestyle. That is what an unbelieving world simply finds unbelievable. Now, I don't know if this is actually the greatest cause of atheism, but but failure to live out the hope that we say we have is turning more and more people away from the salvation of Jesus Messiah. They look at the lives of people who call themselves Christians and that's you know that's how they talk about each other not just how they talk about me but how they how they talk about each other that's how they they're christians and that's how they talk about each other and the whole thing is just unbelievable love god and love your neighbor as yourself and yet they don't see and hear love being expressed hope is expressed in love 
Hope, hope, and hope is life eternal and now. Hope is life. And when I say that, I mean life eternal and now. John writes, your, your salvation in Christ Jesus is believable because of the testimony of the water, the blood, and the Spirit. Now, the first readers of this letter probably knew exactly what John was talking about, just like we do, right? <laughs> Hope springs eternal through the water. This is this is a reference to the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, Matthew chapter 3. You can read about that um, sometime and kind of get that full experience. But when he says that... that uh, the the water is a, is the uh, witness. He's talking about he's he's reminding us of this moment, the baptism of Jesus in the Jordan River, and in this culture, water was used for cleansing the outside. Okay, and and we get that we still use water for cleansing the outside of our bodies or washing our hands. Various Jewish rituals included the washing of hands, symbolizing that they were holy hands. Immersion of the entire body symbolized consecration. We call this uh, or dedicating the whole body to God. Baptism. It's saying I'm all in. Absolutely. Washing feet, we understand that completely from this past week on Holy Week. And hope springs eternal through the blood. This is a reference to to the death of Jesus on the cross. You can read that in Luke chapter 23 to get a a, a good frame of reference of of that experience. And in this culture, blood of a perfect sacrifice was shed in cleansing of the inside. You see, water is used to cleanse the outside, but they would shed blood to bring about a cleansing on the inside, spiritually. Through the covenant God made with the people of Israel, they believed that when they spilled the blood of a perfect lamb in a specific ritual, that they were actually cleansed spiritually from their sin by God. Hope springs eternal through the water and the blood, but hope springs eternal also through the Spirit. This is a reference to what Jesus himself taught about the coming of the Holy Spirit of God into our lives. And you can read more about that in John 15. Now, while water and blood had been cultural symbols for cleansing all through what we call the Old Testament. Now the Holy Spirit of God brings cleansing real and everlasting. This is a this is a real and everlasting cleansing. And so John says there's these three witnesses to make your salvation believable, the water, the blood, the spirit. When your life is cleansed, dedicated to God and filled with his own spirit, there is salvation that people can see and believe because when they see your life, they see that hope springs eternal. The, the, the passage of Scripture isn't just talking about some salvation in or for some future time. John is talking about entering into new life right now, right here. Hope for the future, hope for today. Hope is eternal and hope is now. <laughs> and so, let us read the conclusion of this letter that we call 1 John, chapter, uh, verse 13. I have written this to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know you have eternal life. And we are confident that He hears us when we ask for anything that pleases Him. And since we know He hears us when we make our request, we also know that He will give us what we ask for. If you see a fellow believer sinning in a way that does not lead to death, you should pray and God will give that person life. But there is a sin that leads to death, and I am not saying you should pray for those who commit it. All wicked actions are sin, but not every sin leads to death. We know that God's children do not make a practice of sinning. 
for God's Son holds them securely, and the evil one cannot touch them. We know that we are the children of God, and that the world around us is under the control of the evil one. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we can know the true God. And now we have in, live in fellowship with the true God because we live in fellowship with His Son, Jesus Christ. <coughs> He is the only true God, and He is eternal life. Dear children, keep away from anything that might take God's place in your hearts. Sincerely, John. <laughs> Hope cannot be something we just talk about, but something that we experience. Hope must be when people look at our lives and see that hope is our reality because of Jesus. We spread hope when our words and our actions reveal Jesus as beautiful and believable. It means that we have hope in Jesus even through life's darkest and most lonely moments and that our reality is that hope springs eternal. This is resurrection. Hope is more than a feeling. Hope is the presence of love. Jesus is love. The presence of Jesus, no matter what else is happening in your life, is hope. Maybe you need this hope right now. And maybe right here, right now, Jesus is saying to you, just say my name. Whatever you're facing right now, Jesus is hope. Just call on his name. His name, closer pronunciation to... to the, the the way it would would be had been pronounced in his time is something more like Yeshua, Yeshua. It literally means his name Jesus. Yeshua means the Lord is salvation. The Lord is salvation. It means there is hope, and hope has a name, because there is salvation, and Jesus is that name. So take the next step. If you need this hope, if you need the salvation of God, that Jesus is right now saying, it's yours. Just accept it. Just accept it. Call on his name. Call on his name in prayer. Jesus, I need you. You can go old school and just like, you know, Jesus, I'm a sinner. And I believe in you. I'm asking you to forgive my sins and make me clean and make me new. And I want to walk in your ways and follow your teachings. I want to love God and love people. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for redeeming me. Thank you for restoring my hope with your name, Jesus. Amen. Maybe that's the step. Take this other step. Take this, this book, this, well, this letter, actually, that we just went through for five weeks. And this week, read it for yourself. Maybe for five days, read a chapter a day. Maybe read it all in one setting. I mean, if you got a letter from somebody, you would read it all in one setting, right? Say this is a letter that's John written to some group of people several thousand years ago. But you know what? It's written for us as well. Take this, this part of the Bible, 1 John. And read these five chapters and let the, the hope become yours. 
Lord, we love you. We thank you that your hope is for us. It is it is ours. And so in the name of Jesus, we say thank you. In the name of Jesus, we hold on to hope. We thank you that on this day, the res- Resurrection Sunday, this Easter, Lord, that we celebrate the resurrection. We celebrate the name of Jesus. We celebrate, we, we celebrate that hope has a name. And we thank you that it is your name, Jesus. Now your name, would you just cover us with your name and your presence? Or not the, because we need to, we need hope. Lord, I need hope. I'm praying, Lord. I'm listening to this message and I'm saying, I need hope. And you are that hope. And others around me need hope. Lord, help me to spread the hope of Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Awaken Natchitoches podcast. It's our hope that you have been encouraged by today's message. Find out more about Awaken Church at awakenla.church or find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Awaken Church LA.